Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Hey, welcome to Israel and You. I'm your host, Aaron David Free. We've got a very special event coming up in the state of Alabama, if you live in that uh, general vicinity, a night to honor the Jewish people and Israel, Thursday, October 21st, 2021, 7 p.m., Fraser United Methodist Church, 6000 Atlanta Highway in Montgomery, Alabama. And Coach Bruce Pearl, coach of Auburn men's basketball, head men's basketball coach, Auburn University, will be in the house and uh, Bruce will be talking about anti-Semitism, standing with Israel and the Jewish people during these days of rising anti-Semitism across America. Uh, Father's Joy Music uh, will be singing. Rabbi Scott Kramer from Montgomery and Pastor Al Jackson from Auburn, Alabama will be sharing their story of how a similar event a few months ago, uh, Pastor uh, Jackson and Rabbi Kramer met. They both spoke at our event and they established a relationship. And over the last four or five months, they've just established this wonderful friendship between a pastor and a Jewish rabbi. And so you won't want to miss this night. It doesn't matter if you're an Auburn fan or an Alabama fan. We welcome all uh, folks to this event. Maybe an Ole Miss fan or a Florida Gators fan or LSU. If you live in the Montgomery area, We'd love to have you with us. And again, that is Thursday evening, October 21st, 2021, 7 p.m. at Fraser United Methodist Church, 6000 Atlanta Highway, Montgomery, Alabama. And the special guest will be Coach Bruce Pearl, head men's basketball coach at Auburn University. And this is a night to honor the Jewish people and stand with the Jewish people in a time of growing anti-Semitism. So Israel and You, and welcome to the program today, is a ministry of Israel Team Advocates International. And Israel Team is pushing back against the growing anti-Judaism and anti-Semitism within Christianity. The heresy of replacement theology is once again being taught in seminaries, not just in Europe, as it once did, you know, pre-Holocaust Europe, it's now being taught in seminaries and church pulpits in the United States of America. And contempt towards Israel and the Jewish people is being fomented on our seminary campuses. And then it spreads to church pulpits and in the hearts of young millennial Christians. And if this current trend continues, evangelicalism will be anti-Israel within 10 years. Israel team, what we're doing is we're meeting this challenge head on. And as I travel to American evangelical college campuses and seminaries, you would not believe the atmosphere on many of our campuses when it comes to Israel and the Jewish people. Professors that I know that love Israel, they're afraid to speak out because they fear losing their jobs. And you say, well, that's impossible. And I say, it's happening. And it's happening in colleges and universities that were once, you know, strong pillars of evangelicalism and support of Israel. But now they're, they're turning. 
and the leadership is turning against Israel. Many of our colleges used to teach Hebrew, and Hebrew classes are being canceled. Uh, centers for the study of Israel and, and Jewish studies are being done away with on many of these campuses. And so the hostility that is rising on these campuses uh, goes beyond the pale. What's driving this trend, you might ask? Well, there's, there's several factors that, that drive the trend. One is the issue of human rights. And Israel is seen as a nation that violates the human rights of its neighbors. And 85% of all human rights violations from the International Criminal Court uh, that directs against countries that violate um, human rights, it's not directed against countries like China that's enslaving presently millions of Muslims. It's not directed towards countries like North Korea that's threatening the world with nuclear war or starving and torturing its own people, countries like Syria that gasses its own people, or Egypt when it was under the rule of Muslim Brotherhood was murdering Christians and burning down uh, churches. And it's not directed towards countries like Iran. 85% of the human rights violations coming out of the criminal court at The Hague, guess what country they're against? The tiny country of Israel. Now I'm going to tell you a story that I've never publicly shared with anyone until now. A couple years ago, I was in Washington, D.C., and we were doing a press conference at the National Press Club. It was the time then when Prime Minister Netanyahu was coming to America, and our Congress invited him. The president at the time was not happy that he was speaking before Congress, uh, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, and so we decided to do a press conference to welcome Prime Minister Netanyahu to the United States and to stand with Israel. We had rabbis in our group. We had congressmen. We had leaders from the sports world. General Jerry Boykin was with us, uh, the, the four-star general that loves Israel, stands with Israel. So our team was made up of Orthodox Jews, Christian leaders, and we were invited to stay in this mansion near the White House. And this was a, is a Christian ministry that's purchased this home in order to mentor and disciple leaders from around the world that maybe have meetings in D.C. So I had some connections, and I made some phone calls, and they said, certainly, you know, come and stay uh, in the house. You and your group, there's no charge. So we were given several nights uh, for free uh, within this, this beautiful mansion, and I thought as a Jew, you know, such a deal, this is great. And so all of my team said, you know, great, we won't have to pay for hotels. We'll stay in the, the mansion. So I was the first to arrive. It was a beautiful, beautiful place. And a gentleman greeted me at the door. I, I take a taxi from John Wayne Airport, not John Wayne, that's in California, from Ronald Reagan Airport uh, to the mansion. And um, got out of my taxi, waved goodbye to the taxi, I walked in, and a gentleman greeted me and said, can, can I speak to you? I said, certainly. So we went into the living room of this beautiful place, and we sat down. And the first question he asked me was, has your taxi already left? Now, I don't know about you, but that is not a good sign when someone says, has your taxi left? And so um, he said to me, your group cannot stay here. And I said, is there something wrong? And here's what he said, yes, there is something wrong. You support the Jewish people. Now think about that a second. You support the Jewish people. You cannot stay in this place. 
And the reason is because the Jews and Israel is too controversial. And from all accounts, he's a very nice man. And he was just doing his job, delivering the message from the directors who had found out why our group was in Washington, D.C., to hold a press conference. It was not a controversial press conference. It was just to say, these Christian leaders, we had, we had 50 signatures from leaders from all over America. We took out a full-page ad in the Washington, D.C., um, what was it? It was a major newspaper in, in uh, the Washington, D.C. area, full-page ad to welcome the Prime Minister of Israel. And uh, long story short, 50 leaders, I mean, guys from Focus on the Family, I mean, world-renowned leaders from all over America. And staying there at the same time, and the man told me this, there was a vicious dictator from a country that was wanted for war crimes, for murdering thousands of leaders from his opposition, yet he was given sanctuary, but the Jews were asked to leave. And the irony was obvious to me, but I didn't say anything. I'm not that guy that's going to argue with someone saying, listen, it, it's against the rules. You, you can't stay here. You support Israel and the Jewish people. So I accepted the decision without argument, called our group. They were all coming in at the same time to the airport. They were getting taxis out to this, this place. And uh, we found our way to a hotel in Maryland. It was about an hour and a half away and uh, in the traffic. And that's where we stayed. But when we did the press conference the next morning, here's what happened. There was a group of evangelical Christians waiting for us outside the press room. They attacked a rabbi. His name was Rabbi R.A. Sparrow. He's on Fox News all the time, a great godly orthodox uh, rabbi. Uh, they attacked him physically. General Jerry Boykin had to stand in uh, between them. I, I just ran into General Boykin not long ago. He reminded me of that story. Remember the time I had to protect the rabbi from these Christians who were trying to physically assault him? They had already... Uh, gained one punch in his direction toward his face. And so the general stood in to protect him from further harm. They were screaming and they were chanting anti-Semitic hate speech at our group. And the issue was for them was that the Jews were the greatest violators of human rights in the world. So that's why we couldn't stay at this house. That's why we were attacked, because the issue of human rights. The Jews are violating the human rights of their neighbors. Therefore, we're going to stand and oppose uh, the Jewish people. Another issue is the critical race theory, CRT. It's being taught on campuses all across America today, Christian college campuses. It's spreading like wildfire. And critical race theory proclaims that Jews in Israel are not actually Jews. Think about that. Jews in Israel are not actually Jews. They proclaim that the people living in Israel are actually white European settler colonizers that have taken over another people's lands, but these people are not Jews. However, the Jewish people uh, have established Israel 3,000 years ago and they've inhabited Israel, they've inhabited the city of Jerusalem for those 3,000 years. Yes, they've been driven uh, out time and time again, but there's always been a Jewish presence in Jerusalem. There's always been a Jewish presence in Israel for 3,000 years. 55% of Israel's population today are non-white. There's 1 million Arabs. They serve in the Supreme Court. They have the Greatest human rights in the Middle East in the nation of Israel. They serve in the Knesset. They serve in the military. There's 250,000 Ethiopian Jews 
that came from Ethiopia. And the story goes that the Queen of Sheba went to visit King Solomon, and um, through their relationship, they had a son together. Queen of Sheba went back to Ethiopia and raised her son uh, in uh, Judaism. And so all these years later, in 1991, Haile Selassie was murdering uh, his, his population all across Ethiopia. So Israel, they called it Operation Solomon. They flew in, I think the largest airlift of refugees out of the country at that time in, in history. So they airlifted 14,000 Ethiopians into uh, Israel. And today there's 250,000 Ethiopians. I remember I had a friend in Chicago one time. He was a lawyer. He was on the Supreme Court of Ethiopia. His name was Zimi. I said, Zimi, is it true that, that there are Ethiopian people that, that were raised in Judaism and they are Jews? And he said, yes. And he pulled out from around his neck a star of David. He said, I was raised this way. I trace my lineage all the way back to the queen of uh, Sheba. And yes, I'm Jewish. So there's 250,000 Ethiopian Jews that live in Israel today. There's Jews from Morocco, Algiers, Iraq, Iran, Tunisia, Central and South and Latin America. So uh, only 55% of the Jewish population in Israel are non-white. Think of that. So the human rights issue is one reason why there's such a rise of anti-Semitism against Israel and the Jewish people, critical race theory. Another issue is social justice. And they say and proclaim that uh, in seminaries and colleges, Jews are the unjust aggressors. And even people in our own Congress as of late have said that the Iron Dome is a human rights violation. So tell me how can a defense um, military asset to take down four or 5,000 rockets that were sent into Israel by Hamas in the last six or eight months. How can that be uh, a human rights violation to protect your own people? So we're going to talk about these issues on the other side. I'm also going to talk to you about something that's just recently happened with a man named Sirhan Sirhan. You remember that name? He was the man who assassinated Bobby Kennedy. And we'll find out why he pulled the trigger, why he killed a presidential candidate. And remember, a very, very special night coming up, a night to honor Israel and the Jewish people, Thursday, October 21st, 2021, 7 p.m., Frazier United Methodist Church, 6000 Atlanta Highway, Montgomery, Alabama. Special guest, Coach Bruce Pearl. We'd love to see you there with us and stand with Israel in courage on that night. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Hey, I'm Aaron Free, President of Israel Team Advocates International. You can stand with Israel Team today as we push back against the growing tide of anti-Semitism America, especially on evangelical Christian campuses. And that is where we do our work. We do presentations, we're building centers for the study of Israel and the Jewish people on evangelical college campuses. We also do these events called A Night to Honor the Jewish People. And our next event will be Thursday, October 21st, 2021 at 7 p.m. at Fraser United Methodist Church, 6000 Atlanta Highway, Montgomery, Alabama. Our special guest will be Coach 
Bruce Pearl, head men's basketball coach at Auburn University. Father's Joy will be with us. It's a musical group that will be singing in Hebrew. Rabbi Scott Kramer and Pastor Al Jackson will be sharing their story from our last event, How They Met uh, in Auburn and at the church where we did the event at Lakeview Baptist Church, and they began to build a relationship. And there's been this beautiful relationship being built between a Southern Baptist pastor and an Orthodox Jewish rabbi. And so you won't want to miss this night. And you can stand with us in these events as we stand with the Jewish people in a time of growing anti-Semitism. You can go to IsraelTeam.org to our donate page. And this month, we will send you our wonderful new book, The Casualty of Contempt, The Alarming Rise of Anti-Semitism, and What Can Be Done to Stop It for a donation of $25 or more. Thanks so much for standing with Israel Team during this time as we courageously stand with the Jewish people. You can follow Israel Team on our Facebook page, Israel Team Advocates, and our website, IsraelTeam.org. That's IsraelTeam.org. This is Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Hey, welcome back to Israel and You. And we're talking about the issues behind anti-Israelism, anti-Judaism, anti-Semitism spreading across evangelical college campuses and seminaries today. And the issues are human rights. The issues are critical race theory. The issue is social justice. Again, they, social justice warriors proclaim that Jews are unjust aggressors uh, against their neighbors. Another thing that's happening is the bandwagon effect, where there's this steamroller and people are becoming less and less courageous to stand with the Jewish people because they don't want to be pegged as a violator of human rights or to be seen as a racist. So I'm just going to sit here quietly on the bandwagon. I don't want to make any fuss. I don't want to be thrown off the bandwagon. So I'm just going to remain silent when I see these things happening. So that's basically where we're at today in 2021. Anti-Semitism is spreading through churches and seminaries in America because we are afraid to speak out against it. And if we were not careful, we will turn the other way as the German Christians turn the other way during the Holocaust. And of course, we don't, we don't want to be like that. We don't, we don't want to be like the German Christians who remain silent. Someone once said, those who do not speak out against evil command it to be so. And so someone else said, I think it was Dr. Harry Edwards who said, silence is evil's greatest ally. So we can't be silent. We, we've got to stand. And we thank God for courageous men like Coach Bruce Pearl that he's not worried. You know, if whatever happens to me happens to me. I'm, I'm a Jewish coach in the SEC. And my, my goal is, yes, I, I want to win basketball games. But at the same time, I want to speak out for what is right and good and just. And so he stands with the Jewish people and with Israel. And I applaud men like Coach Pearl uh, that do this. And I think the greatest reason why anti-Semitism within Christianity goes unchallenged is because of arrogance and jealousy. And we've rejected our root. And we forget that the rudiments of our faith are Jewish. And remember what Paul said, for the sake of the fathers, we love the Jewish people. We've got to give honor to where honor is due. And we must honor the Jewish fathers of our faith. And I would encourage you to check your own heart because I, as I speak to evangelical uh, Christians, they love Jesus, they, they love Israel, 
But there are many evangelical Christians, uh, they love the idea of Israel, they just don't like Jews. And I'm just putting it out there, I'm just saying the truth. Uh, they don't like Jews, and they've got an issue with the Jewish people. Uh, but you can't have Abraham without Abraham's children. And we know that there's a dark tide of, of anti-Semitism rising, a cloud rising against the Jewish people. And as Christians, remember what Jesus said, greater love has no man than this than to lay down his life for his friends. And we've got to stand uh, like Corey Tinboom stood during the Holocaust. She and her family, most of them perished. Uh, they were non-Jews, but they perished in the, the gas chambers. They perished in the death camps because they decided we're going to do what is courageous and right and just, and we're going to stand with the Jewish people. So I want to ask you a question. Do you think we can turn this around? And the answer is yes. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Israel team would not even be functioning if we didn't believe that we can turn hate around. And I read a story a couple weeks ago that, that really uh, interested me, and I started studying this because there were some aspects of this news story I didn't understand, and I, I want to share with you what I've learned. Senator Bobby Kennedy, the younger brother of President John F. Kennedy, was assassinated on June 5th, 1968, after a campaign rally in Los Angeles in which he clinched the California Democratic primary in his presidential bid. His killer was 24-year-old Sirhan Sirhan, a devoted Palestinian Christian born in Jerusalem, mandated Palestine. I didn't know this. He was filled with self-confessed violent rage towards Bobby Kennedy. Why? Because Bobby Kennedy supported Israel during the 1967 Six-Day War, and Bobby said, I'm going to continue to stand with Israel as they're surrounded by enemies. And if you trace Bobby Kennedy's stance for Israel, it didn't start in, in 1967 Six-Day War. It goes all the way back to the War of Independence in 1948. Bobby Kennedy went there as a reporter for the Boston uh, Globe, and he wrote three articles that were very favorable for standing with Israel during this, this war. And so Bobby Kennedy had this long-time uh, love for the Jewish people and the state of Israel. Now, you may not you know, agree with all of Bobby Kennedy's uh, political stance. That's not the point here. The point is, here's a man that may have been one of the first martyrs in America that gave his life for the Jewish people. Because Sirhan Sirhan timed his attack on the senator exactly one year to the day. And I didn't know this either. One year to the day of the beginning of the Six-Day War. June 5th, 1967. Bobby Kennedy was assassinated June 5th, 1968. And he said, I hate Bobby Kennedy because he loves Israel and the Jewish people. So historians conclude, rightly I believe, it was Bobby Kennedy's support for Israel that tragically ended his life at the hands of Sirhan Sirhan, described by some as America's first lone wolf terrorist bent on destroying the Jews. And the story of the assassination of Bobby Kennedy and the anti-Semite who murdered him and rekindled as of late. Why, why am I even telling you this story now? This happened so many years ago. Well, on August 27th, 2021, just a few months ago, after multiple applications for his freedom, Sirhan has been granted release 
by the California State Parole Board. Bobby's widow, Ethel, and most of her family oppose the development for good reason. The board's decision awaits the signature of the governor of California before it can be authorized. And Sirhan Sirhan is already idolized by radical Islamists. And if freed, and this is my personal opinion, Sirhan will more than likely become an inspiring icon in the mission of Hamas to push the Jews into the sea and further add insult and injury to the Kennedy family. And this is a tragic story. But in tragedies, we often can find a silver lining, a, a, a triumphal backstory. So the triumphal backstory to this fateful day, an anti-Semitic killer took the life of Bobby Kennedy because he supported Israel and the Jewish people. Uh, the, the silver lining, the, the triumph, is that Bobby was raised by a father, Joseph P. Kennedy, who held very negative views towards the Jews. And the facts surrounding Joe Kennedy's disdain for the Jews are well documented by historians and biographers. And if you want to follow the story, you can go to uh, Israel Team Advocates to our Facebook page. And I just wrote a whole uh, blog about this, this in incredibly interesting story, how a son, Bobby Kennedy, broke free from the anti-Semitism of his father. And you might say, well, that was just kind of the era, the 1930s and the 40s. Joe Kennedy, the elder, you know, it just kind of fell into that trap of ignorant cultural misunderstanding. But by all accounts, Joe Kennedy was a dreadfully committed and vocal anti-Semite. And as the U.S. ambassador to Great Britain beginning in 1938, Joe was a known Nazi sympathizer and an outspoken opponent of American Jews in Hollywood producing anti-Nazi films. The influence and power Joe wielded in his public disdain for the Jews would affect his family. His oldest son, Joe Jr., spent time as a student in Germany in the mid-1930s. In witnessing the beginning of the persecution of German Jews, young Joe, this is uh, the eldest son of Joseph P. Kennedy, uh, who was the father, of course, of uh, JFK, President of the United States, and Bobby Kennedy, Senator Bobby Kennedy, young Joe wrote uh, in full support of Hitler's anti-Semitism. Listen to what he says to his father in a letter. He said, need a common enemy, the, the Germans do, they need a common enemy, <clears throat> someone of whom to make the goat, someone by whose riddance the Germans would feel they had cast out the cause of their predicament. It was excellent psychology, and it was too bad that it had to be done to the Jews. The dislike of the Jews, however, was well-founded. They were at the heads of all big business, in law, etc., it's extremely sad, said young Joe, that noted Jewish professors, scientists, artists, so should have to suffer, but as you can see, it would be practically impossible to throw out only a part of them. As far as brutality is concerned, it must have been necessary to use some. The Nazis' brutality was a horrible thing, but in every revolution, you have to accept, accept some bloodshed. Joe Kennedy Sr. responded to his son's letter with overwhelming agreement and wrote, I'm very pleased and gratified at your observations of the German situation. So the story is that the younger son, Bobby, he said, I'm not going down that path. I'm breaking away from anti-Semitism. And if a young man like Bobby Kennedy could do it with such a powerful father, I think it can happen in young people today. 
Thanks for being with us today in Israel and You. Remember, a night to honor the Jewish people in Israel, Thursday, October 21st, 2021, Frazier United Methodist Church, 6000 Atlanta Highway in Montgomery, Alabama. See you there. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.